Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, June 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Donald Trump's World Bank chief laments the slowdown of global trade. The U.S. president predicts that tariffs against Mexico will go into effect next week, and Renault pushes back a decision on a possible merger with Fiat Chrysler. Plus, the FT's U.S. economics editor, Sam Fleming, explains why the Fed is considering a change of heart when it comes to interest rates. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The new president of the World Bank is lamenting the slowdown of global trade. David Malpass was tapped by the job by U.S. President Donald Trump. But the former Reagan administration economist stopped just short of criticizing the White House for protectionist policies. Malpass said on Tuesday, quote, There's been a tumble in business confidence, a deepening slowdown in global trade, and sluggish investment in emerging and developing economies. The comments by Mr. Malpass came as the World Bank downgraded its global economic growth forecasts for this year from 2.9% in January to 2.6%. In the backdrop, concerns are mounting around the world over Mr. Trump's tariff fight with Mexico and China. And the author of the World Bank forecasts says if trade tensions continue, things will look even worse in 2020. The global growth rate prediction for next year is 2.7%, but could fall to 1.7% if more protectionist policies emerge. And on the topic of trade, President Trump says U.S. tariffs against Mexico will kick in next week, even as his vice president begins talks with Mexican cabinet ministers today. On Tuesday, during a press conference with U.K. Prime Minister Theresa May, Mr. Trump reiterated the need for tariffs. Mexico shouldn't allow millions of people to try and enter our country, and they could stop it very quickly. And I think they will. And if they won't, we're going to put tariffs on. The tariffs on Mexican goods will start at 5% and then increase by five points every month until October, when they reach a ceiling of 25%. But members of the president's Republican Party have been reluctant to get on board, including U.S. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Well, there is uh, not much support in my conference for tariffs, that's for sure. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence will chair talks between the two countries at the White House today. Before that, top U.S. and Mexican officials responsible for agriculture, commerce, homeland security, and trade have held meetings in the hope the dispute can be resolved. The board at French carmaker Renault wants more time to consider a multi-billion euro merger with Fiat Chrysler. Renault's board of directors met yesterday but postponed a decision on the 33 billion euro offer to merge with Fiat Chrysler. It would create the world's third largest car company. The board has to navigate a major issue with Nissan, its Japanese global alliance partner. Nissan has a 15% share in Renault, and the two companies have a 20-year partnership. Two representatives of Nissan are on Renault's board and are expected to abstain from the eventual vote. But gaining support from the Japanese carmaker is seen as essential for the Renault-Fiat merger to get traction. Then there's the French state, which also owns 15% of Renault. The FT was told that Paris is in discussions with Fiat Chrysler about gaining a seat on what would be the new board, as well as a spot on the four-person nomination committee. Renault also has other investors who are unhappy with the deal, 
saying the price tag significantly undervalues the French carmaker. Renault is expected to consider this all again today when the board reconvenes. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. The Federal Reserve has remained firm. It's exercising, quote, patience in its approach to moving U.S. interest rates in either direction. The Fed last lifted rates in December, but financial markets became a little stormy and people started to wonder if the economic outlook would be as strong as the Fed predicted. Add in two escalating trade wars and tepid U.S. inflation, and bets are increasing that the Fed will cut rates after all. Which brings us to Tuesday. The Federal Reserve opened a big conference this having in Chicago uh, on Tuesday. Now, the purpose of this conference is to think about the long-term prospects for uh, U.S. monetary policies. That's our U.S. economics editor, Sam Fleming, talking down the line from D.C. So not asking what interest rates are going to do in the next few months, but more asking what kind of strategies should the Fed be using to deal with the fact that it's quite possible it'll end up having to cut rates to zero again in the future. How should it be changing its communications policies and what sort of tools might it be able to use to fight a recession in the future? So that's the purpose of the conference. Uh, and that was the thrust of the remarks um, that Jay Powell, the Fed chairman, gave to open the conference on Tuesday. However, he did make a very brief set of comments about trade. These comments, I think, were in line with what we've been starting to hear from the Board of Governors. Effectively not saying we're about to cut interest rates, but saying instead that they're very much watching what's going on uh, on the trade front and they are willing to act if necessary. Now, there are ifs there. It could be that trade tensions are resolved soon. Therefore, the economy continues to be strong and the Fed certainly thinks the economy is in a perfectly good place at the moment. And therefore, the Fed doesn't need to cut. I think the longer these trade tensions continue and escalate, the longer this goes on and the worse the escalation becomes, the more likely it is that the Fed will have to cut interest rates. Yeah. How bad would things have to get in order for them to cut? Because we're talking, looking at Mexico alone, 5% each month going until October until you hit 25% tariffs. I mean, at what point does the Fed say enough is enough? Great question. It's hard to say, you know, looking at a particular country, what level of tariff would give the Fed real pause. I don't think it's necessarily got a particular threshold in mind when it comes to the level of those tariffs where it would say, right, we're going to have to move now. It's probably looking at a broader range of indicators. In particular, it'll be looking at the financial markets, seeing how the financial markets are responding to these escalating trade tensions and gauging whether those financial market responses are extreme enough to merit some sort of monetary policy response. The Fed will also be looking at confidence indicators, business spending indicators, business sentiment indicators, uh, and so just the data as it continues to flow in as the year progresses. Uh, and here's where Richard Clarida's comments uh, are interesting. Richard Clarida is the vice chairman of the Federal Reserve Board, and he a couple times now has talked about the experience of the Fed back in the 1990s, where it acted fairly preemptively in 95. Um, there wasn't an imminent recession, but it still cut interest rates. Acting against a possible downturn by easing policy, that, that is something that I think we should look out for. So, Sam, what would cutting rates mean more broadly? Well, um, I mean, that's a fair question. A, a quarter point rate cut by the Fed isn't going to change an awful lot. I mean, it's of huge interest to Wall Street. Is it transformational for the U.S. economy? 
Not necessarily, and it's also worth pointing out that yields on longer-term treasuries at the moment are extremely low. However, I think it would send a pretty powerful signal. I mean, we've been in a world now since the end of 2015 where the Fed has been slowly been tightening monetary policy. On the basis that we're heading into the longest expansion in US history, this is the time when the central bank should be trying to act against excesses to develop in the financial markets. So that has been the stance the Fed has taken for quite some time. If it were to change tack and reduce interest rates, it would send a major signal to global central banks around the world that there are serious concerns now about whether the US recovery is as robust as we thought it would be. And the fact is that if the Fed were to take quarter point off interest rates, people would assume that would not be a, a one-off move. There might be further reductions to come. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be watching Russia as President Vladimir Putin welcomes China's Xi Jinping for a three-day summit. The visit is expected to see trade deals and investment pledges alongside critical rhetoric against an overreaching U.S. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. 